Oh man, how you doing, baby? It's Bomb Shelter Radio. to Milwaukee often? Well, I'm a regular visitor here, but Milwaukee has certainly had its share of visitors. The French missionaries and explorers were coming here as early as the late 1600s to trade with the Native Americans. In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land. I was not aware of that. I think one of the most interesting aspects of Milwaukee is the fact that it's the only major American city to have ever elected three socialist mayors. Does this guy know how to party or what? Huh? 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 I cried a tear in the beer I lost everything. 
today man everybody good out there are you enjoying your commute home Man is dream. 
processing industry and the federal government develop Conrad. This system permits the broadcasting of official news and civil defense instructions without helping enemy navigators find our cities by following radio beams. The Conrad frequencies are 640 and 1240 on your standard radio dial. A hazard unique to nuclear warfare is radioactive fallout. Unseen, unheard, and odorless, this substance can only be detected with sensitive instruments. Special training is necessary for radiological safety experts. Their duties will be to check radiation levels in both damaged areas and probable fallout areas. When sufficient warning time can be obtained by early detection of approaching enemy aircraft, withdrawal from key target cities or fallout areas may be ordered by local civil defense authority. The instinct of survival is inherent in all of us. And national survival requires that each one of us assume his share of the responsibility. There is work to be done, and each must cooperate. Opportunities for training with the Red Cross and other groups are everywhere. The combined efforts of many trained individuals are needed to make civil defense a forceful reality. This training is invaluable in preparation for enemy attack or the savage fury of nature. Experience in past disasters has proved the value of advanced training and the need for more stockpiling of emergency food supplies, medicines and other critical items to care for the injured and homeless. However, it was the awesome power of atomic energy as demonstrated in wartime use that brought to sharp focus the new problems concerning human survival and the urgent need for a civil defense program based on facts about the atomic bomb. Opportunities to gain this information came with the study of structures and controlled atomic tests conducted at Eniwetok Atoll in the Central Pacific. The main objective of testing is weapons development to strengthen national security. But also included are scientific experiments for the Atomic Energy Commission, military projects for the Air Force, Army and Navy, and defense tests for the Federal Civil Defense Administration, primarily concerned with the effects of nuclear weapons on cities, industries and people. The tremendous effects of heat and blast on modern structures raise important questions concerning their durability and safety. Likewise, the amount of damage done to our industrial potential will have a serious effect upon our ability to recover from an atomic attack. Transportation facilities are vital to a modern city. The nation's lifeblood could be cut if its traffic arteries were severed. These questions are of great interest not only to citizens in metropolitan centers, but also to those in rural areas who may be in a danger zone because of radioactive fallout from today's larger weapons. We could get many of the answers to these questions by constructing a complete city at our Nevada Proving Ground and then exploding a nuclear bomb over it. We could study the effects of damage over a wide area under all conditions and plan civil defense measures accordingly. But such a gigantic undertaking is not feasible. Instead, we build representative units of a test city with steel and stone and brick and mortar, with precision and skill, as though it were to last a thousand years. But it's a weird, fantastic city, a creation right out of science fiction. 
A city like no other on the face of the earth. Homes, neat and clean and completely furnished that will never be occupied. Bridges, massive girders of steel spanning the empty desert. Railway tracks that lead to nowhere. For this is the end of the line. But every element in these tests is carefully planned as to its design and location in the area. A variety of materials and building techniques are often represented in a single structure. Every brick, beam, and board will have its story to tell. When pieced together, these will give some of the answers and some of the information we need to survive in the nuclear age. At varying distances from ground zero, the point of detonation, numerous experimental elements are assembled. Underground structures and facilities of various types play their part in duplicating the complexity of the modern system. The vast research program includes testing such items as covering materials, paints, varnishes, plastics, also various fabrics and samples of clothing. On the outskirts of our test city, a synthetic forest has been erected to determine the protective value of foliage and trees. To give us a ringside view of the event, high-speed cameras stand like lonely sentinels, ready to photograph the hurricane of fury. Before leaving the test area, a final check is made on the multitude of instruments and technical devices which will record a variety of blast phenomena for future study. Now, with all the elements in place, our test city is complete. From the air, its center will appear as a bullseye to the bombardier at H hour. On the morning of shot day, official observers, technicians, and scientists gather at News Knob to await the momentous event. This is the payoff for months of planning and preparation on the part of the Atomic Energy Commission, the military services, civil defense, and other test agencies. As part of an experiment to observe the phenomenon of atomic detonation at close hand, military personnel and defense officials dig in within a few miles of ground zero. After a final briefing from the officer in charge just before H hour, the men disappear into their foxholes. Every precaution has been taken for their safety. They're told to crouch low, shield their eyes, and remain down until the signal to rise is given. Now the moment of greatest anxiety, waiting those last few seconds. Setting. The 
imprint left by the hurricane of fire and blast remains here for us to read and analyze. From studies of ruins and damage such as this, we get the hard-to-come-by knowledge that helps us form rules for survival in modern warfare. While only atomic bombs are tested in Nevada, the results can be scaled for the larger, far more powerful thermonuclear weapons. A hydrogen bomb will destroy a greater area than the atomic bomb and will release more dangerous radioactive materials. But the problems of rescue caused by blast and fire along the periphery of damage remain the same. In these fringe areas, civil defense training can save many lives, lessen damage from secondary fires, and help establish emergency facilities.
were many driven by the hunger to set sail for the Americas. In search of a new life and a new hope. Oh, but there were some that couldn't cope. And they spent their life in search of fools gold.
some rock and roll for you and we got the strong stuff right here
Oh, baby, stick around.